When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LeBron James is the oldest player in the NBA. Your reaction? Not annoyed anymore. We back, baby. I mean, I mean, it's still in there. I can see it in your eyes, man. You're steaming. It's okay. It's, it's, a, it's either the look at us or or the dog that's in the room that says it's fine and everything is on fire. That's it. That's it. No, fine. that's been my yeah. whole last two weeks at work. So I'm I'm good. With, I'm living in that. So yeah, I feel okay. you, man. Well, listen, uh, Jay, it's good to talk it's to you. Been man. a minute, man. It's been it's, a minute. it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um. You know, I I can't I I, you know, I what do you want me to, what do you want me to say? We got we got things to do during the summer. <laughs> you you are you're still in in the honeymoon phase of being a father. Oh man, this it kid, still counts. Once it, it's still under a year officially. Fair. I know yep. we're approaching the year, but which under is a year nuts. is hectic. Under year which is, is hectic. hey man, I still remember like telling you guys, you know, that we were gonna have a kid. And now this kid is about to be one year old. It's crazy, yo. Which is nuts. And he's like, he's growing so fast. He's knocking it out. Like, he's eating so much. He has his dad's appetite. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And he has his mom's pain tolerance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it's it's fun, man. It's fun. But, okay. I, as much as I want to talk to Raptors, sometimes I just want to, you know, shoot the shit with my friend. Um, good. You know? But at the same time, welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast. <laughs> Uh, I want to say happy Drake day, I guess. Drake just dropped the for all the dogs. Finally. Also, uh, you know, recording this on October 6th, this is actually the OVO fest. So people going nuts in Toronto right now. Uh, Drake is in the OVO stadium. (laughs) Is it October's very own arena? October's very own arena, which is kind of, it's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he took over like the go station too. I don't know. I mean, Drake Drake has the keys to Toronto, so he can do whatever he wants. Um, also, happy uh, the Exorcist Day what? for anyone who wow. <laughs> wow for anyone, including myself, who loves horror movies. And that that movie just came out today, and I'm very excited. I don't care what the critics say. I'm very very excited. I just need. Listen, man. The only thing I'm watching on tele- on television right now is Miss Rachel, and a couple of YouTube shorts. That's all I'm watching. Have you heard of Miss Rachel before? No. I think you're no. You're it. It came like a couple of years ago, but you and your kids are way too old. But Miss Rachel is basically like the savior for parents. Just mm. really like really educational for the kids. Yeah. And like a real you know, life Mary Poppins. Are we talking about like kind that of kind of saving the kids? Yes. Type exactly but for for television and it's it's great so and that's the only thing i'm watching so listen i i need my horror 
I, yep. I need it yeah. in in my in my veins. Uh, Barney Gummo put it in my veins. Um, and also, congratulations to us, uh, and for making it to season five. Yes, this is not this is not easy. This is not easy. Um, no, no. You know, Again, we do this. We, you and I, and Dre. Dre's not here today, but you and I, uh, all three of us, we do this for fun because we love the Raptors, um, and we love potting for one, and we also just love talking to each other. You know, we yeah, don't get to yeah. see each other very often. I know you guys are going to come uh, to my son's first birthday party, which is going to be fantastic. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and but you know what, the Raptors are back in action. Uh, there are they are in right now. They're in Vancouver doing some training camp, mm-hmm. and. So let's let's first start off with this. Dre, Jay, you were at um, Media Day. I was. And while, you know, I'm working the 9 to 5 and, and watching Twitter and seeing, like, basically the vibes, the vibes were pretty low on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to get your impression of how it was in Media Day because there, there were some questions asked, pretty, pretty hard questions asked, albeit it was... Um, you know, I think everybody wanted to have those hard questions for Masai. Um, but yeah, man, give me give me the vibe check, man. Give me the vibes from from Media Day and your per, your perspective with someone who was actually there. Yeah, it was my first uh, first Media Day, so it was very exciting for me nice. personally. Well done, um, man. You know, just just to give you a bit of context on what it's like being doing media for regular games. There is a small room that we all go in mm-hmm. for the pregame and postgame pressers. And it's really just a row, a couple of rows of seats. So you're sitting there, you're getting your quotes. Um, not really a lot of space. It's really a kind of yeah. a small room. Media day, they set you up good. Um, you've got, you're obviously working in a much larger room, like a banquet hall type of room. Right. Setup is nice. You've got your action. You've actually got desks. So you can type your story out. Okay. Um, you know, power bars it, and all that stuff. It, it, I know that it yeah. wasn't at Scotiabank, though. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the undisclosed the location, location was was <laughs> yeah, the Hilton yeah. downtown. Hey, well um, so yeah, it was you know at the banquet hall or conference hall area. Uh, conference rooms are all in the same floor, so I think they picked it for a reason because. Um, at the Hilton, you got to take an escalator down. So really, you just need security to guard that escalator. And then you just can keep all of the regular folks or the non-media folks, non-Raptors folks out of that whole entire floor. And mm-hmm. then they just took over every single banquet room there. So like there was one, obviously, for the pressers, which which where all the press conferences took place. But then every other room was something set up for different TV stations, different uh, social media folks. So like, Um, you know, there would be something for the Sportsnet folks, right? And and whatever they're doing with the the players and then different areas. So it was almost like a um, different rooms for different things, right? And it was a pretty cool setup, um, very relaxed environment. And, and, you know, getting back to your question about what was the vibe like? I got to tell you, the vibes at Media Day were much better than they were on Twitter. Oh. What I mean by that is... Twitter can be a very toxic place. And 100%. Yeah. Folks are very quick to jump on the words that are said and the words that mm-hmm. are not said, mm-hmm. right? And and we saw it. Twitter jumped all over what Siakam was saying and what Masai was saying or not saying. And mm-hmm. I didn't get that vibe. I think because Media Day is also, at least for the media folks, it's like there's 
very much akin to first day of school. You're yeah. seeing a lot of folks yeah. that you haven't seen a whole lot. You get used to seeing the same folks and interacting with them throughout the season that right. the summer is, it kind of lulls, right? I mean, there's obviously those who go to practice and things like that, but this is the unofficial first day of school. So it's yeah, kind of yeah. good to catch up with some other media folks. Um, I think that's what I enjoyed about it the most. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I would say again, the vibe was much better in the room than it was on Twitter. Um, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you this much the, the yeah, the vibes on Twitter, because from an outsider perspective, it was all about, you know, what Masai said about patient or not patient selfishness. I think that was like the key word mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. entire uh, day via, via Twitter. And yeah. then, you know, you know, reporters asking Siakam if he's selfish. So yeah, I think you're right. It, it's like when it comes to like social media, you got to take everything with a grain of salt because there is a lot that's not said or, or spoken about. And a lot of people like to take taglines, right? So yeah. if selfishness is one big thing that everybody is selfish, everything is, but like the proportion is completely exploded. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to know that the vibes in the building, at least seemed a lot more upbeat. Yeah, because like yeah. if you look at like you know even Raptors admin and he's like, or they're like uh, you know, posting posting videos or posting pictures of of the players. All of them look fun. They look they fun. They look fun, right? And the vibes and are I, good there, right? You just yeah. don't capture that when you're just looking or honing in on the press conferences, which are typically right. not going to be fun. They're just right. pointed questions about this and that. Whereas everything outside of that room was fun. Everything. Right. So. Yeah, the vibes yeah. are pretty good in the building. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I see. That's the thing. Like, guys, and, and Raptor fans, whenever you're thinking about like media day or just don't or or even just like Raptors Twitter, it can be very toxic. So just just try your best to you know either mute or block or anything of the negativity because it's at the end of the day, it's 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 a kids game and these guys are having fun and and, and you know. The vibes are the vibe check from Jay from the person who has been there is good. Everything is all fine now. But the only reason why I bring this up is because the the Dame news kind of came out like a few days before media day, right? And like I, I'm pretty sure that like Grady Dick was throwing out the first pitch like the day of the Dame news when he was definitely uh, like high in the package deal for Dame. So all of it was the moving parts. And when Dame, uh, when that news that he broke that he was going to Milwaukee, I think everyone was wondering what the hell could we have done slash Messiah and Bobby could have done in order to get someone like Dame. Now I want to ask you, man, and I'll chime in as well. Um, because we haven't had a chance to actually talk about it, like face to face, and uh, even even in our in our like group chat, Dame to Milwaukee obviously makes a big difference. I think the biggest news also is how Shams had a tweet oh. basically ready. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and he, so I didn't see it live, but you gave me a screenshot of Shams actually posting and tweeting I saw that it first. It that Toronto got Dame and like usage nurture was going to the Suns or something like that. So like the deal was done. It, this is not a Shams like like burner account. This is Sham Shams. And the deal was done. And then Milwaukee swooped in. So, I mean, all goes to show that, like, if this is, like, the last-minute stuff. Like, things can happen in a split second, right? So, if, you know, 
if you were to say that Dame was here and the package deals that I've seen didn't involve OG, how do you feel about that? That the fact that OG, if they were to give up OG, do you think that might have swayed Portland? Well, there's a lot of things that could have swayed, right? Um, Yeah. Maybe it was OG. Maybe it was um, a package around Scotty. Obviously, you know, as you mentioned already, Grady Dick was was kind of high on their radar. Right. Um, Regardless of what, who was ultimately included in the package, it would have hurt to see that person or those players go. But you do that for someone like Dame Lillard. And and the benefit of that is because Dame Lillard, would have solved all of the problems that the Raptors had last year. It's like a, it's almost like a you found a quick fix, right? Mm. Um, regardless of who went out the door. Having said that, we can again only speculate what that package was. Bobby right. Webster even indicated it's the largest package the Raptors have ever put together, which right. really is an eyebrow raising because you wonder what ultimately was in that package, right? How many picks were there going to be? And that's where my mind goes to, right? Is Mm -hmm. it probably was a very pick heavy package to combat the fact that maybe they weren't putting OG on the table, or maybe they weren't putting Scotty on the table. Regardless, they were willing to go right really deep Mm -hmm. and try to get Lillard. And I think if you're going to take the, the glass half full approach, um, it would be that, they ultimately, A, they ultimately felt like getting Drew was a better asset because they could turn around and get something for Drew. Fair, right? right? right. Whereas OG, for example, wouldn't be able to f- get or fetch such a, a great package because he's on an expiring deal. I get that. Like The logistics behind why they wouldn't take Toronto's deal had OG been on the, the table um, makes sense to me. Um mm. But the other aspect I, I go back to, and you mentioned it, and I'm actually, I think differently. I think you were saying that the biggest thing that came out of, of Masai's mouth was selfishness. And while I partially agree with you, I think when I was, if I could do like a word count on what he kept saying, mm-hmm. it was the word opportunity. He said the mm. word opportunity a lot. It, for me, I even tweeted about this. It replaced winning. He always talks about winning, winning, winning. And I right, get that. Right. But mm-hmm. I heard the word opportunity a lot. And I think what he was inferring was that the Raptors will take advantage if an opportunity presents itself. Now, how I'm interpreting that is, okay, the Lillard thing didn't work out. But they have shown a willingness to put together a large package, which they haven't done before. Masai's never done that in his... Uh, in his tenure here, right. but the fact that they were willing to put together a picks-heavy package or the largest package the teams ever put together for someone like Lillard right. tells me they'd be willing to do it again. Because I got to tell you, right. Embiid's probably going to be unhappy at some point, or Giannis, <laughs> like someone is going to be unhappy again. This happens every summer. It does. It's going to happen again, probably before the trade deadline. Another superstar will say they're unhappy, yeah. and the Raptors can put together a big package. So There's almost like a... a, a a reason or whenever a big name comes out toronto was always Always. in the mix always doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we get him right it doesn't it it hardly means that we get him to be honest but the the fact that inevitably speaking there will always this is the nba 
right? It's drama filled. There's always going to be right now. There is a player that doesn't want to be on the team. That's James Harden. Not saying that Masai should go out and get James Harden. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that like there's always going to be somebody, and the opportunity will arise again and again and again. And it just depends if they want to pull the trigger and if that other team, you know, there. I think there's another thing that Masai said that, that there's a two way street, right? Mm-hmm. You can definitely give a package but it just depends on if the other team wants to abide by it and yeah. the yeah i think you're right with the with the drew holiday trade i think it it goes to show that like i mean you you saw you saw the post that like what drew's drew's wife um posted online saying that yeah. like it was there was nothing like he was napping you know like yeah. this stuff kind of happens on 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 a whim and I, I was I was nervous and I don't I don't know how I was going to feel if let's say OG or whatever the package would have would have been I've read like you know Gary Trent Jr, Grady Dick, three first round picks, all that stuff, right? And things like this um is is quite like it changes a lot uh of of what the Raptors will do if um if we got someone like Dame and and I think what the frustration is with with Raptor Twitter, Raptor fan base is just that there's really no direction going, yeah. um, and and it just feels like we're kind of waiting because when Dame didn't happen, we were like, okay, what about Drew Holiday? He also answers a lot of questions, and we didn't do that, and now he Drew Holiday is on another Eastern Conference uh, contender that. It just feels like a lot of other teams are getting better while we're staying pat. That can't. That, that's not necessarily a bad thing sometimes because you know you have to get familiarity. We already have a new coach. We have a new coaching staff. A whole bunch of system. Um, but like, are you in the boat of that the Raptors are? You have to see where the Raptors are today, or are you in the boat that like you're hoping that Masai had or and Bobby did something in 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 the off season. I'm still holding out hope that something will happen, but I think that stance is changing daily um, because Mm -hmm. this is a team that I feel like can, um, is I think partly due to the vibes here, this team is seen as, as a team that won't improve, right? They lost Fred Van Leet. They were a middling team last year, so they're either going to be the same or worse, right? So what's really the value in that, right? But I don't know. Maybe I've been drinking too much of the Kool-Aid, but I'm holding out hope that something good will come out of this coaching change. And I think that mm-hmm. that was always going to be the the, the answer, um, again, barring a, a big trade here. And I know that's not the answer that, Raptors fans want to hear, but you're already seeing some of it in the footage you're seeing, the the quotes that are coming out of training camp, that Darko is making a change, right? John Malalea said something today about like about the vibes and Yeah, and needing a facelift. Exactly, exactly. So you're starting to see that. And a part of me wonders that like if you're going to um, it's one thing to bring in a new coaching staff. That that's a big adjustment for a team. But if you're bringing in a new coaching staff, and you're trying to, um, I guess, do a whole rebuild, or you're changing up the team and blowing it up, mm-hmm. then you're you're obviously going to be going through a year or two of or three of really poor basketball while the team gets back to where it's at. But right now, what they're banking on is okay. This team has had success in the past. 
the direction was just really off, right? It really points to how bad it really got under Nick Nurse. Um, mm. It would have been nice to have Van Vliet on this team. But this also was the changing of the guard was supposed to happen. It was bound to happen. This mm-hmm. is going to be Scotty's team, right? So mm. um, I think it's just getting, it's starting to happen a tad bit earlier than folks are ready to, to accept considering Scotty's up and down year last year um, that he didn't make the leap immediately as, as us impatient fans were, were hoping for. Yeah. But I think it's heading in a good direction. Now let's go back to the point of why it's still not good. And that's around this lack of a direction. Right. The Raptors are, this front office is risking a whole lot by not extending OG and not extending Gary, and specifically not extending Siakam. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I am probably in the minority here, but I think an extension is still possible. Um, I Again, not that... I obviously disagree, just like everyone else, that why would you wait on an extension for someone who is obviously one of the top stars in the NBA? You don't wait. You just do it. No, yeah. Pony it up, right? Yeah. Um. And not to make excuses here, but if we're if we're already hearing even today that, and I apologize if I'm kind of going all over the place, but I'm going to get to my point. We just heard yesterday that Toronto's not getting a WNBA franchise, right? And a big reason of that behind that is MLSE pulled out, and now there's grumblings about infighting between Ed Rogers and Masai Ujiri, and a part of me is wondering: is that leaking into why Siakam hasn't gotten an extension yet? Right. Interesting. They ultimately signed the checks. So I don't know. The, the, this is just what my thinking is, is that like, are they trying to save some dollars or not? Maybe Masai is advocating this. Maybe he wants this extension to happen. It wouldn't surprise me if he does, if he does like immediately. I'm hoping that, I guess what my point is, I, I'm hoping that upper management is not hindering the possible success of this team. Right. 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 And my hope is that, this extension for Siakam will happen, whether it's now, whether it's during the season, whether it's even after the season, which again, huge risk. We get it. I get it. But if all of the rumors are around him saying, Siakam saying, I don't want to get traded. I don't want to sign with any other team. I only want to sign in Toronto. There probably is at least a verbal commitment that it's going to happen. Like, mm. So I, I'm confident that's going to happen. And you can obviously call me out if it doesn't. I have I have thoughts about yeah. that. I, yeah, I, yeah. I have thoughts. So number one, I'm gonna go back with the to the dummy Abrini thing, but yeah. I, I I was talking to Christine about it and I was like, listen, if we like I'm not saying that Fred doesn't deserve the contract. Like go get that bag, right? And but the thing is I also don't think that Masai should have pony up any of that money either to try to keep Fred. So so but but at the same time it's like he I remember in the presser he was like, "If that if we miscalculated, then it was our fault. Not if, not not that we miscalculated. It's if we miscalculated, then it was our fault." So, I, I get it. They were trying to do right for for Fred, but now it's like you you gave up one of by far the one of the best players, if not the best player on the team, and now you have there's a chance that it could happen again not later but like next year 
with with like the art not an argument anymore the best player on the team and also possibly og and also probably possibly gary Trent jr like you have a lot a lot of questions that you're not sharing it right now so to to bring up the the whole like head office thing is very interesting because it's not like Man, it's not like it's not like MLS doesn't have the money there. They just they they just announced a three hundred and fifty million dollar renovation to the Scotiabank Arena. It's like I I don't and and then to think that like they they declined to to have a WNBA team because it doesn't bring enough profit at this point. Whereas really you're just trying to build. Like all we want, we knew that maybe. I mean, you you don't really know like we could we could I could foresee in the WBA team sell out every single game uh for the season but I guess they don't they don't they don't know that but at the same time what you wanted as a Toronto fan is to build the WBA build the game that's what we that's why the Raptors started in 95 you build the game in Canada you build a WNBA team in Canada so that feeling of they decline it because they don't renovate the money or they don't generate the money just now which means that they're okay with what is the product right now and the product right now Jay I, I'm not I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it the product right now is not the best the product right now for for the Raptors probably not is not the best the Leafs not the best Jays I know it's not MLSE but not the best Toronto FC it's not the best but they are okay that they're generating money it's just kind of it's a machine for them right all they want is that if people are going to sell at the games but they're going to be mediocre they're okay with it and that's what the WNBA the, the decline of the WNBA team makes me feel that they are just okay with mediocrity as long as the money rolls in and I get it it's a business but it's an entertainment product at the same time you 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 know, you know what I'm talking about like it sucks to know that like as long as the money is generating we don't have to build anything we're fine you know, they basically said that as long as we're going to get more concerts at the at the Air Canis or, or Scotiabank Arena, we don't need the WNBA. That sucks. That sucks to feel. You know, I would have loved to see another team and some sort of expansion team that comes to this to those doors and not feel like, ah, let's let's wait for an OVO Fest every year. You know, like, ah. Uh, yeah, I it's was so excited. Out. It's such a cop. I know. Out. It's not. It's I'm... definitely. I know the the article says it's about lost revenue if we, you know, remove concerts and replace it with WNBA games. So many things I could say to that. Number one, did yeah. we not see WNBA game preseason games sell out in seconds last year? Yeah. Number two, hundred percent. Where are con- like the WNBA season happens during the summer? When are concerts happening? Not at Scotiabank Arena. No, they're happening Budweiser. at Budweiser stage. They're happening outside. Echo you're Beach. not losing any revenue yep. with the concerts you're going to lose in the summer. All the good concerts are not happening there. Mm-hmm. So, and then those on top of that is all the revenue numbers you were just throwing out there, right? Like none of this makes sense to me, right? Um, right. It's frustrating. It's it's. And here's and here's another thing. Thinking just thinking about it, yeah, the right, the concerts don't happen at Scotiabank Arena during the summer. They happen all around, uh, all around Toronto because it's, uh it the the WNBA would have generated not only ticket sales but merchandise sales the merchandise sales during concerts don't go to freaking the MLS it goes to 
the the team the the team of whomever is 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 playing most likely not all of it is going to the actual artist but at least it's going to the team it's not generating that's your the money that you're generating from also drinks at a freaking uh concert isn't going to be high as high as if you were if there was a a basketball game like you know like that's it doesn't make any sense to me like this would have generated so much money so and if if that was the case it if money is the case and clearly is right now, you would have gotten so much money from the WNBA. And not only that, what I guess the main thing that's frustrating me is that there's no build, right? That it is man, Jay, I couldn't the the reselling of the WNBA game, the preseason game was in like the hundreds, like two hundreds, three hundreds for three hundred level. Like that was that's that's an NBA game. That's a that's a Raptors game right there for a preseason WNBA. What are you, Come what are you on, hoping man. for? Like what? Like <laughs> by signing on and saying yes, we will host a preseason game. What did you think was going to happen? You think we were right. just going to sign up for this game, get all excited, and not hope for a team? That is... Think about it, and not and not be like you know what you know it would be good a WNBA team. No, that they 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 thought that like all of this was just gonna just a charade, you know. As as basketball fans, it doesn't matter if it's a, as long as they're talented and the pe- and and the women and the men who work at the WNBA are freaking phenomenal. That's a talent that the the talent in the WNBA is un- is a, a an amazing thing to watch, and the fact that we don't get that and. It, uh, it bugs me. It bugs me, man. It, like I'm just I'm fired up. <laughs> no, and, and, and I, I have I feel that same frustration, and I'm sure everyone <sighs> who's listening feels that same frustration. Um, yeah, yeah. Man. I really wish a team was coming here, and you know what? And that's that's not to. I mean, there are other issues to this, right? I mean, we can dive into the other issues, but but mainly it's just for me, it's like they still haven't solved the problem of you know, wages, they haven't solved the problem on like chartered flights. I think the chartered flights right. thing is probably much bigger than than it than is currently being talked about. Fair. Um, you know, flying across the border becomes more of an issue when you've got the when you're doing the chartered flight thing, right? So I imagine that's part of it too. But it's just it's it's been how many years now, right? I, I felt like mm-hmm. we were at the height of it almost the height of it uh, after the championship and then it kind of lulled and then the height of it again after that preseason game. And then again, it's just, it, it, it didn't, it's not enough. Like what else does the city have to do to get a team? It's just frustrating. And that's why today's announcement that uh, Scotiabank arena will be changing the name to OVO arena. I thought this was like a, Oh yeah, well you don't want to have it at Scotiabank Arena. Well, what about OVO Arena? We can't have it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like yeah, yeah. Drake was swooping exactly. in immediately. Uh, That's why we were like, yo, what would? I guess like the the, the consensus was if the WNBA team were to be here, I think the consensus was the team team name would have been the Toronto Huskies, just because like yeah, the yeah. the history of it, right? But if OVO actually you know bought out a, a WNBA team, did it in Scotiabank Arena, the names were flying, man. Yeah, man. Front, like, to, Toronto views, yeah. Toronto's very own. Love it. To, to, <laughs> I don't, I, man, it, like, it would have been fantastic. I mean, the gold, the black and gold on the WNBA jersey, come on, man. The, it sells itself. It, it sells itself. It does. it does. If you if you put a WNBA orange sweater at the Drake concert right now, I guarantee you it would sell more than actual Drake merchandise. I, I bet it. 
I'd bet on it right now. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. I'd bet on it right now. Uh, okay. All right. We touched on something <laughs> earlier that I don't want to lose sight of. Um, okay. And I wanted to bring it up with you. It's a, it's a conversation I've had with a few folks. Uh, who's the Eastern Conference favorite, Boston or Milwaukee? Ooh, that's so funny. Because I was thinking conference finals. I was going to ask you the same thing because okay. I have both of those. But who's winning? I have I have thoughts. Jay, um, but I'd like to know your Jay, thoughts. Jay, why you gotta why you gotta put that on me right now? I would have to go. I mean, both are green, so it doesn't really matter. It's a lose lose for me. I would go with Boston. I think the Drew Holiday signing is and the Drew Holiday departure from Milwaukee is a bigger situation than people think about. I Dame shit. Dame is top 75 player of all time. I get that. Giannis same thing. But Drew brings the defensive uh mentality that like not many people not many people in the league right now have. And you watched it, you know, in in those in those finals when he he I mean, Giannis said it himself. He was the one who brought it. Dre, uh, uh, Drew Holiday was one of the main reasons that they have a championship right now. And I think I kind of think back to like the whole Kyle Lowry thing too. If Kyle Lowry wasn't in the 2019 team, let's say we traded Kyle Lowry and not DeMar DeRozan, right? I, I, I mean, I think Kawhi would have done Kawhi things, but at the same time, like there was certain things that like Kyle brings, you know, defensively and offensively too. I think the the Milwaukee losing Drew Holiday might be the catalyst for Boston to win. I'm glad you said Boston because I went with Milwaukee, and here's why. Ah, interesting. Uh, as much what as I I'd like to make fun of the fact that the Bucks are another year older, they and yes, they they addressed Giannis's uh, plea for a better team by mm-hmm. picking up Dame. Like I, I love that move for them. Yeah. Um, I think that their two-man action is just, it's going to be so ridiculous, right? I mean, Giannis is going to drive, the defense is going to collapse, kick out to Dame for three, kick out to (laughs) Connaughton for three, kick out to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like it's, the options are endless there. And then there's the Giannis drives, they don't collapse. Well, guess what? Giannis is going to dunk on you. Like it's, their two-man action is going to be so ridiculous. It's going to be impossible to stop. And to think that, Adrian Griffin kind of lucked into that. Like, man, oh. I'm. You know what's interesting? You, did you hear about when when Jimmy Butler? Did you hear what Jimmy Butler said about Tampa? So he, no, well that too. No yeah. one actually uh, talked about that. But apparently they. We, we need a whole you, Jimmy Butler section. I'm just telling you that right now. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> that's true. That's a whole different episode. <laughs> Jimmy, so someone asked Jimmy Butler about the Dame trade, and obviously, you know, if you were living on the Rock as an NBA fan you would have known that like the whole time since July, there was whole talks of Dame only want to go to Miami rejoice for Miami. And then, you know, last week happened. And then Miami is basically who they are. So someone asked a reporter asked Jimmy Butler, Hey, what do you think about the Dame trade? Are you like upset that they, he went to Milwaukee? He, his response, and I'm obviously paraphrasing that he is happy for Milwaukee. They got better, which makes it, uh, better for his team to compete you always want to play against the best right his whole uh, thing about dame going to milwaukee is that he doesn't like the fact that he's playing for adrian griffin because him and adrian griffin apparently have beef going back to chicago 
I'm very interesting about I'm very interested about that. I want to know the situation over there. So how do you think Adrian Griffin is going to fare? Is it going to be like a whole Nick Nurse situation being the first time around? Um, it's it's not like I feel the reason why I think it's different is because Nick Nurse was with the team with the Raptors for a very long time prior to becoming a, Rap- a Raptors head coach. Adrian Griffin, albeit he has a lot of experience, but this is his first time being a head coach in another team. And now you have two superstars, not one with Kawhi with Nick Nurse, two ultimate superstars that you have to manage. Yeah. How uh, do you think I'll, he's going to fare? I think I think he'll fare fine. I think he'll fare good. And I'll get to that answer, but I want to trash Boston for a second here, and why okay, I didn't pick, why I didn't pick Boston. Right, uh, right, right. I, 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 my bad. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, they lost a lot to get Drew, a lot, and it, maybe it's not directly because of Drew. I get that, but you know, we, we forget that that this team, the heart of this team, right? And, and let's let's actually use the reference you gave, right? If the Raptors had traded. Uh, Lowry instead of DeRozan. There's another intangible that was that Lowry had, right? He was the heart of that team. Right. Right. Boston traded away that heart. And that heart was Marcus Smart. I didn't mean to rhyme there. Marcus <laughs> Smart was the heart of that team. He was the glue right. that kind of bound them together. He's no longer on that team. Also no longer on that team. Grant Williams also no longer on that team. Their starting center, Robert Williams, also no longer right. on their team. Their sixth man, Malcolm Brogdon. So, like, they right. lost four of their top eight players and got back two. Mind you, those two, like, Drew Holiday is probably the best one of the bunch. I get it. Uh-huh. But the other one's Kristaps Porzingis. Both of them have quite a bit of an injury history. Mm. But more importantly, I think what we've seen every playoffs is that depth matters. And while mm-hmm. Boston's starting lineup is better than it has in previous years, their depth is gone. Their depth is token white guys. Hello, Peyton Pritchard. Hello, Luke Cornette. Hello, Sam Hauser. It is token Canadians. Hello, O'Shea Brissett. Hello, Delano Hampton. <laughs> and it is a 37-year-old Al Horford. So what I'm saying is uh... Boston's depth is really going to have to step up because I guarantee you at some point, Drew's going to go down or Chris Tapps is going to go down or... Someone's going to go down to some injury. Al Horford, like I said, is old. So I guess my point is that I don't, I don't trust them as, as much of a super team as they can be. I don't trust that team to be healthy enough come playoff time or throughout mm. the season to trust that they will be able to do this. Um, Interesting. I could, I, that, I could be totally wrong because, again, in, in, the, in a playoff series, in a seven-game series, you really only need like seven guys and they could probably manage, right? That's but, fair. Uh, I will go with Milwaukee. Is is there another team outside of these two that Absolutely. you first is? Please don't tell me it's Philly. No, actually, no, I don't. And no, it's not Philly. And actually, oh, I wouldn't say Miami either. So I, I guess not. I guess like those two are in a tier of their own, and yeah, there yeah. will be some surprise teams this year, right? Like, of course hopes are high for indiana hopes are high for for orlando to like there are a couple of like upstart teams that are going to make some noise detroit Mm -hmm. you know but in terms of that tier it's hard like i can find flaws in a whole lot of teams and that's why you know going back to the whole toronto thing is that toronto making that move regardless of whatever that package was if they were able to close the deal 
I personally would have not just vaulted them into the top five. I would have put them as one of the conference favorites because there are flaws in each of these teams, right? And, mm. you know, I, I think we're probably thinking alike here in terms of like Philly is flawed. Miami is flawed. Like, don't overlook the fact that two key contributors and Struess and Vincent are lo- no longer yeah, on that, that was team. Huge. Their that point was... guard depth right now is yeah. Lowry and that's it. That's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, we talk about how Toronto doesn't have much at the point guard position. Well, Miami has nothing. Like, I'm, yeah. Lowry I think that right? when 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 the Dame thing happened, yeah, sure, it was a down day for for Toronto, perhaps. So maybe you know, uh, uh, some people rejoiced because they didn't want to give up so much. But I think Miami was down bad. Yeah, they're down. Bad. I think because for months, months they thought that that Dame because Dame wanted to go there. He did like all reports, and I I know it's all agency talk that you know they are saying that Dame wasn't going to be. I mean, we've seen it with Kawhi, right? Dame yeah. didn't want to play anywhere else but Miami. But to give up Struess and, and to give up Vincent and not get the name that you were slated to get for the entire summer. Miami down bad for that I one. I believe and, the starting power forward is I, I don't even know if his name Haysmith? Haywood Haywood Haysmith or something like that. Like I think he's their starting power forward. Like it's Oh. And I guess their backup is Nikola Jokic time uh, 2.0 or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Jovic. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a Hey, listen, they surprised us last year. So No, I I'm not going to doubt my my Filipino brother there, Eric Spolstra, I'm just saying, it's just, True say. there, there are flaws with each of these teams. So I can't really elevate anyone, you know, in the, near the Outside level of, those of Boston and Milwaukee. And, yeah. and to your, the original question around Adrian Griffin, I think he is, uh, you know, he's one of those guys who's was always, you know, should be a head coach, should be a head coach, right? Those, those types yeah. of whispers were going around the league and he's mm-hmm. getting his shot and like, you can't set him up for anything better than this. Right. I mean, it's, I can't you're and you're right too in terms of like this is very similar to Nick Nurse getting his first head coaching job and having Kawhi gift wrapped for him, right? Like it's yeah like Adrian Griffin's got Giannis and Dame to play with. Like that's Man. an outstanding way to start your coaching career. Do you think do you think Bud is punching the air right now? I don't know, man. He's just <laughs> uh Yeah. Like that that playoff I, that He's he's got, had enough happen in in the playoffs that yeah I think he's you know he, he probably needs this break so yeah I don't know if he's necessarily punching the air but uh, yeah all right all right man so I I guess you know to bring it all back to the Raptors you we've seen all we've seen you know the training camp uh, videos and everything like that we've listened to uh, a bunch of interviews um is there somebody uh. At this moment, like this could change, of course. Outside of the, you know, I, you know, we would say the big three: Scotty, Siakam, OG. Is there anyone on this team right now that you are very excited to to watch? Because, and and you know what, I'll stretch it. It could be anybody, like not just players, like organizational wise. Do you do you have any buddy that you're excited for? Uh, yeah, the. The answer should be Darko, and it it, it is mm. because you've extended to organization. Yeah. But if I'm <laughs> it, I, I think my answer was going to be Darko. Yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll, stick, I'll leave that for you to say. Okay, um, fair. Thank you. Uh, and I'm going to be a little selfish here. It's Marquise Noel. Um, uh, so it's it's the time of the year in Raptors HQ where we're doing our player previews. I just wrote up one on Marquise Noel. I am 
so excited to see him. Um, I was watching this uh, 10 minute YouTube clip put together by someone who kind of like talked about all of his highlights, like what he's good at, right? And I included it in my article and I urge you not only to read the article, but I linked to this YouTube clip and it's 10 mm -hmm. minutes you that will get you hyped about Marquise, Marquise. and what he was able yeah. to do at the college level. And I get it. NBA level is different, but there's just so much things to like about his game. I know he's going to thrive. I know he's right now. He's only a two way. He's probably going to start, you know, playing in the 905, uh, you know, minutes are going to be tough, but I guarantee you at some point in this season, he's going to start. That's my, I that's my minutes are going to be tough. At I don't think point, minutes are going to be tough because like, because if Scotty is actually if if Scotty becomes point guard, sure, why yeah. not? I don't know how long that will last, but you really only have uh, Schroeder, and outside of that, who else is your your depth besides uh, Malachi? Malachi. And if Malik, like you, so you got you got Scotty perhaps as OG or uh, as uh, point guard, then you got Schroeder, then you got Malachi, and then you got Marquise. I feel like Marquise is going to, like you say, there when you're okay. To all to all my um, uh, short friends, shorter because I'm a, I'm I'm not very tall for 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 an Asian guy, but for if to be that short in the NBA, you have to have so much heart, and for him to be at this stage in in his career, you have to you know what like he has he has have to gone so much adversity to get to this where he is, and I don't see him stopping, and I don't I don't see him. I don't see someone like Malachi getting in his way. So I don't think minutes are going to come too hard for him. Yeah. And, you know, I referenced this in my article, but like, you know, there was in interviews with uh, the teams that he, he tried out for one scout said he was the best point guard that we saw in Man. these draft workouts. Right. And he has the, the, the career to back it up to, that show that he's capable, even at this height. Um, he has the work ethic. He's talked to a bunch of NBA legends about what it takes to make it. He's talked to Muggsy Bogues. He's talked to Kemba Walker. He has talked to, uh, more recently, Jose Alvarado. Now, that one's a, a, an interesting one because mm. Alvarado, with the Pelicans, undrafted, wasn't supposed to make it. He not only made the team, but he's now a key contributor on that Pels team. He hooked mm -hmm. up Noel with an agent. So... That agent knows what it takes uh, to get his man in the NBA. But more than anything, it's just really his work ethic, right? And again, mm -hmm. the in terms of what was said by scouts during his workouts, he's just a pest on defense. Mm -hmm. And he has outstanding range from three. Like, I, am, I cannot stress how excited I am to see how he'll do on this team. I know he's going to succeed. It's just a matter of when will he be given the keys? And that's not to say mm -hmm. he's going to be driving this offense or anything like that, but um, there's a lot of um, Fred Van Vliet in him, but not necessarily what you would think. Not like the, okay, undrafted, great story, and he's going to be right. the starter at some point. It's it, He really has a lot of aspects that you would want out of a starting point card. So who cares that he wasn't drafted? Who cares that he's five foot eight? He's right. going to give you what this team needs. And it's just a mm -hmm. matter of when will that happen in this season when he'll start to get those minutes. Yeah. He's going to be a fan favorite. Absolutely. No Which question. is crazy to say because we drafted Grady Dick. And 
Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. going to be a fan <laughs> favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that's true. So, well, obviously, I didn't think you already know my answer. I think uh, it, ha- it has to be Darko. Yeah. Um, just because of the new face and new structure, new everything. Because, yes, you can have a new player. You can have someone like Dame. In, on your team but let's say that bud was still there in milwaukee it would be the, still the same system so the fact that we have uh you know elko's nick nurse come in uh to with darko and not only darko but a completely new uh staff that he he hired well him and messiah and bobby hired that's what i'm really excited for and i want to bring it back to team canada there was a whole when team canada was the success that they had was fantastic it was it, you know it was so much fun to watch as a canadian basketball fan and you know the love that J- Jordy got um, was you know it's it's worth it, right? Um, at, at the same time, it's like people wanted people were on Twitter were upset that like we didn't hire Jordy, and I think that like that you know that that goes to show how fickle the the fan base and like how how social media is when it comes to like their teams because like once you see some sort of success and you don't have it you gravitate towards what you don't have right freaking darko hasn't coached one game not even not even a summer game like not even a training camp game not not like are you kidding me let this guy live let this guy Mm -hmm. do something with the team let him like show us what the system the different types of system you you have you put in place because i know it's going to be so much different than what we have seen yes the faces might be the same on the team on what we see on the court but as a as a hooper and someone who watches a lot of basketball, you're gonna see a huge difference between last year and this year. And I don't know if it's gonna be the vibes thing. I have no idea. But basketball wise, that's what I'm excited. The X's and O wise, that's what I'm gonna be excited to watch. You know, and yeah. that at all that stems by Darko. That's yeah. who I'm excited to see. But yeah, and and I already saw it on media day, like the way he was answering the questions on what he foresees with this team and what he's planning on. He's way more transparent than Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse was, uh, and, and understandably so, right? Uh, coaches don't want to give away their game plan or give away anything. But Nick Nurse was so vague. And a lot of times he would say things and it wouldn't even be something that would happen. Like he would lie mm-hmm. a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Darko is extremely transparent. Um, he's transparent mm-hmm. with the media. He's transparent with his players. You know, Gary Trent Jr. said, um, I've had more conversations with him than I've had with any other coach. Like that's a huge statement to say. That is. And the fact that he's able to, and we knew this when he got hired is that he has this way of building rapport with anyone he interacts with. And you're seeing that already. And uh, that's your, that's a good call on your part. Like, very excited to see what he does with this team. <laughs> Can I add one minute? Please. To, Please. um, Another person I'm excited about that's not getting talked right. about enough. Um, yeah. I would just say keep your eyes out on Jakob Pertl. Um, mm. You know, they're, the way Darko is going to be implementing his system, there's a lot that's going to be going through Yak mm-hmm. as a high post passer and screener. Um, mm. Think of like Marc Gasol when he was here, right? Think about what he did at the top of the key and, and bringing the center out and opening up the lanes for everyone else. So if we're mm-hmm. thinking about a team that's going to be, um, he referenced it, uh, he being Darko said it would be a, a 0.5 offense. Um, what he meant was like, that ball's not going to be in your hand for long. 
right? There's not going to be a lot of uh, dribbling out, dribbling the air out of the ball. It's going to be balls in your hands, balls out of your hands, like make quick decisions. And right. at the center of that is not going to be Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam. A lot of that mm. is going to go come from Jakob Pertl and his ability to right. make decisions at the top of the key. So I right. would say look out for him. I'm excited to see what he'll do. Um, he's at the I right skill level and age for this. I think that's why I'm excited about like Darko bringing like a kind of European yeah. style. If you yeah. watch Absolutely. when you watch like Canada basketball, you were rooting for them, right? But when you watch them play against someone like Spain, um, someone like uh, Lithuania, and so, like all of those teams have a different way of playing basketball, and that's what I'm excited for. You know, like it's not going to be the whole two man game, one man dribble, like seven seconds on the clock and yeeting a three. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be that anymore, and that's. That's something to be excited about. You know, it's not going to have that. Yeah, sure. We don't have that sexy name right now. But the, at the same time, it's like as a hooper, you just you're just excited to watch ball. You know, a, a, a different change, a, a change in in scenario with with these guys. And hey, man, Raptor basketball's back, baby. You're back, baby. I can't, I can't wait. Well, listen, uh, it's always really, really good to talk to you, brother. Um, before we go, we always got to do this. Do you have a weekly recommend from the summer that we had off? I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's see it. On Netflix, uh, there's a show called The Devil's Plan. Highly. The Devil's highly, Plan. Highly recommend. It's a Korean show. So you definitely okay. got to watch with subtitles. Okay. Um, but it's a game show. And so it's a reality game show. 12... Um, celebrities slash smart people uh geniuses all in a in a house and they're playing games to eliminate each other and win money i'm hoping that money goes to charity because some of these are like some of these folks are like actors there's actually one k-pop uh individual in the show Um, really but the the i couldn't even describe to you the types of games they played because they were so convoluted and smart and it's it's just so much fun to watch though. Like I'm totally hooked. Um, Interesting. So that's my promo for the devil's plan. It's the got devil's plan. Yeah. So it's got, okay. it's going to do 12 episodes. They've only released nine. So I'm like, I can't wait for the last three. That's next Tuesday. So um, the devil's plan, Netflix. It's a good, that's one. something new. I like that. I like that a lot. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, uh, so I splurged a little bit, uh, as, as, uh, uh, a dad, you don't really get too much time to, you know watch any shows or do anything to be honest but i splurged a little bit and i got myself a ps5 yes you know just just because and i can't stop playing um god of war ragnarok i didn't play the first one but the second one is friggin' amazing it's like it's like if you played god of war and like the last of us meld together it's <laughs> it's an un unreal game so i i don't know yeah that's that's what i've been doing the the little 10 minutes i have here and there when he's uh he's napping that's amazing. but yeah jay you, you guys always... heard it from you guys heard it from jason uh his weekly recommend is buy a ps5 uh that's, exactly that's, yeah. that's buy a is. ps5 and um get god of war and join me <laughs> Uh, while <laughs> decapitating demons with an axe. It's very fun. It's very fun. Oh, man. All right. Well, Jay, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Um, until next time, I hope we can I hope we can do this more often, obviously, for Season 5. And I know we will. I might have to be watching, you know, game highlights more than the games, but, hey, you got to do what you got to do as a dad. But until next time, Raptor fans, 
Raptors are back, baby. That's a wrap. <laughs>